You're listening to the Dudes and Dads Podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Welcome back, Joel. It is episode 18, and we are about to have Thanksgiving here in the United States. Oh, the good old U.S. of A. brings yeah. a lot of a lot of joy to my heart, specifically when we're talking Turkey Day. Oh yes, mm, I'm mm, mm. I'm excited for that. We're spending time here with the family, and then going to my sister's house. Wonderful. Yeah. What about you? Well, same thing. Uh, we get the we get my parents and uh, Jackie's parents together, big old big old meal, and then the day after, I head out for a couple of days of fantastic pheasant hunting. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Taking uh, a boy, let me see, taking number one with me one of the days and then awesome. number two with me in the second day. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, you'll obviously Very be much. hearing this a little bit after Thanksgiving, but hope uh, all of you are ready to dive into the holiday season Keep your and keep your uh, keep your sanity while doing it. What's brewing? What's brewing? Oh, beerin'? here it comes. What's brewing? What's brewing? So, Joel, we are drinking some coffee tonight. We we are. Oh, hold on. Let me grab it for you. Yeah. What do you drink? So we are. We're, what we got? It's we got the uh, from the wonderful people at Switchback Coffee Roasters in delightful Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, they're Rwanda. Uh, Made apparently from the, the a lot of details on this uh, particular package. All right, hit me we'll, with them. We'll, hit we'll, me. Yeah. So uh, this is from the delightful uh, Kanini village in the northern province. Uh, it has been uh, wash processed. It is of the uh, these beans are of the bourbon variety. Interesting. I don't know what that means, but it does sound exciting. Uh, these beans were also grown at an altitude of twenty two hundred meters. Now I don't know metric, but that sounds high to me. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, its taste notes include orange, apricot, white tea, and silky, which... Uh, yes. All, all of those things I that's how That's how I describe Andy's but voice on a regular basis. Most importantly, though, Joel, what are you drinking it out of? Well, Andy, uh, any coffee tastes better out of a delightful Dudes and Dads coffee mug, which you too can purchase for the holiday season. At dudesanddadspodcast.com slash store. Uh, the front has our nice yellow logo, Dudes and Dads. As the website in the back says, what's, what's brewing? Brewin'? So every time you drink it, you can think of our yeah. what's brewing segment. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, uh, in general, what's brewing for us is this good holiday season. We're excited to uh, just connect with the family and uh, think about the many things we've got to be grateful for. Uh, I had the great opportunity of being with uh, the Oasis Young Adult Network. Uh, it's an area young adult network comprised of several congregations in our area. Um, let's see here. I was there last night. Uh, giving some devotional thoughts on Thanksgiving and uh, just a really, really good time. And it just, it reminded me that uh, we got a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be grateful for. Uh, Andy, particularly, particularly, I'm grateful for you, my wonderful co-host and producer. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, this. So, man, we're, we're going to be completing our first season here. We are, here uh, shortly. And not too long. Man, it's uh, it's flown by. So uh, super grateful to... Uh, Again, thankful for all of you listeners out there as well for hanging with us into this 18th episode. Uh, as always, it's going to be another great one. Very excited about who we've got on the show because he's a near and dear friend. Uh, Andy and I both know him. We've gotten to experience some of the best parts of, uh, I think, his leadership, his gifting, his passion. And uh, we're going to 
we're gonna we're gonna kick off the interview with him. So are we ready to go, Andy? We are ready to go. He's calling. He's calling in. Yes, we have Daniel DeForge on the phone with us. This is our first actual ever call-in show. We've yes. done it over. We've done it over Skype or Zoom or whatever, but we've never done it over the telephone. So, Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Well, see, Daniel. Um, now we were just. I was just giving you a rough time about your uh, job title. So, Daniel, you are the partnership development lead at Bear Lake, Bear Lake Bible Camp located in beautiful Jones, Michigan, which, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, if you blink, you'll miss it. But, uh, Bear Lake is a, uh, it's the <laughs> highlight of the, of the area. Dare I say, I think that's fair. Does that sound fair to say the highlight of the area, the region? Yeah, I would, I would say so. You know, we have more pigs and people in Jones, but <laughs> when summer camp fills up, I think we give them a run for their money. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yes. So, Daniel, what uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into your story here a little bit, just to to hear kind of what has brought you to where you are in life now. But uh, when I when I hopped on your fancy Bear Lake Bible Camp recently updated Bear Lake Bible Camp uh, website, uh, and it tells me that you are the partnership development lead, I think to myself. What what the heck is that? What the heck is a partnership development lead? Other than I can I can surmise that he leads in developing partnerships. But Daniel, tell us what what is it, what is it you do, sir? What is it you do? Yeah, so basically, um, partnership development lead is a fancy way of saying uh, I help bridge the gap between camp and other ministries. Uh, here at camp, we feel uh, and we believe that we can do things. Uh, in the, in the body of Christ that uh, churches may not be able to accomplish or do. Uh, and then we also believe that churches can do things that camp can't do. And so to be able to partner together uh, in that is, uh, is a beautiful thing. You know, we love being able to uh, work with youth pastors and bringing their students here uh, and then being able to send those students back with those youth pastors to continue being poured into uh, year-round. So that's kind of my main job is to, is to build those uh, partnerships and help maintain those. And then I run two weeks of summer camp and I run our winter blitz retreats, our men's retreats and women's retreats as well. Yeah. And we're, uh, I myself have got two student groups coming to winter blitz this, uh, this coming. And I will be there as a leader with the middle oh, school. Yes. One, so. And we're, we're praying for another uh, hefty snowfall. Uh, we got a We got a, yeah. we got a, we got a sweet one last year that, uh, let me just say, it really brought camp to life when uh, when you had all that snow to trudge through. So we're hoping for another good one. But uh, what I will say, guys, uh, Bear Lake Bible Camp has become a place where uh, my particular my ministry has just found a great home. It has been a really wonderful fit for us, and uh, we just uh, we can't say enough about Bear Lake. And so we're we're excited to get out there uh, again this coming winter. Um, and and I would also say this. Uh, Daniel is a he's a humble dude, and that's what I also love about him. But Daniel kills it at doing this whole bridging the gap between camp ministry and, and the local right. church. Um, I uh, I just feel like uh, well, Daniel, if I can say you man, you really represent the camp well. So I'm super in saying we're thankful for things. I want to say I'm thankful for what you do, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit here. Tell us about your life. Tell us about you. How did you end up in 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 the camp let's talk yeah because let's just be honest and and i could say this because my wife was uh was in uh camping ministry for a while as well uh, it's a special kind of person 
that much like it's a special kind of person that goes into youth ministry, it's a special kind of person that goes into camping ministry. So uh, take us back as far as you want to, Daniel, in your kind of life journey, and then uh, how did yeah, and then kind of bring us up to present. Uh, how has life unfolded uh, so that you are doing what you're doing now? Yeah, so I grew up in the east side of the state uh, in a suburb of Livonia, and so um, I grew up in a Christian home, was always uh, brought to church on Sundays, but um, kind of played the two-faced game where I put one face on walking into church, and uh, as soon as the church service was over, put another face on at school. Uh, and so I lived that way uh, for a while, uh, and I had my parents fooled all throughout middle school, uh, going into high school, and uh, in eighth grade, I was uh, brought here to Canton um, by uh, the youth pastor uh, at Life Church in Canton, and um, we came out to Bear Lake, and I came here for a summer and got to uh, experience uh, what it was like at summer camp for the first time, uh, and I remember I walked uh, with my cabin leader at the time, Ben Bean, and I was just in awe of the community and the relationships that were here at camp uh, and the ways that people loved each other and looked after each other. Uh, and I saw what Christian life was supposed to look like, uh, and I just was so drawn to that. And so um, I definitely wanted to be a part of Bear Lake. I knew Bear Lake was always going to hold a special place in my heart. Uh, so I was walking with Ben, and we were walking to uh, the dining hall, and I'm looking around, and I look at Ben, you know, and I say, Ben, one day I want to live here at camp. And he just kind of chuckled, like, whatever, here's this, you know, eighth grade kid, first time at camp, of course he wants to live here. Uh, and then we kept on going, like, you know, Ben, one day I want to work at camp. And uh, he chuckled again, and I looked at him third time, I said, Ben, you know, one day I want to run the camp. So I joke with Drew, you know, we, I've, I've accomplished two out of three, I'm coming for the third. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so... That was just um, my experience, and, and Ben and I were able to form uh, a relationship because um, Ben actually was just a, a summer counselor uh, over from the east side of the state as well. So Ben was able to pour into my life when we got back uh, to Livonia. And so um, that's kind of where key parts are happening of having some older men in my life who um, started investing into me. Um, and then when I was a sophomore in high school, I kind of strayed away uh, from from the, the Christian uh, community, and I would uh, immerse myself in the party scene. Uh, I got an addiction to pornography, uh, and so I, I let those things feed me, um, and it led down to a path of destruction and um, things that promise that they're going to fill you but don't succeed in doing so. Uh, and so I kept on seeking other things to try to fill me up, and finally one of the kids in the youth group called me, while I was at a party, and uh, the youth group had gone up to Bear Lake for a retreat, and I chose not to go because I was rather been at the parties. And uh, he called me and said, "Hey, where are you at?" I said, "You know, that's not your business right now." And he said, "Well, Daniel, I think it's time for you to wake up. You know, God has something incredible for your life, and uh, you're throwing it away right now. And you need to stop being selfish, and you need to wake up." And I hung up the phone, and I was mad and. Um, I was like, who is this kid telling me to wake up? Uh, and I left the party and I just went for a walk and, uh, the Lord hit me with this spiritual two by four and, 
uh, grabbed a hold of my heart and said, you know, he's speaking truth to you. He's speaking truth and love. Uh, you need to listen. You need to open up your eyes. Uh, and I have incredible things for you if you just will obey. And so um, I chose to go home and um, I was able to confess to my parents uh, some of the, the ugly truths in my life and um, ask for forgiveness in that. I sought some of the older men in my life and asked for accountability and uh, for them to continue to pour into me and that I wanted to get back on track. And uh, those guys did an excellent job of doing that. You know, they invited me uh, to Bible study. They invited me to just hang out with them and, and do life with them. And they walked alongside me with that. And so um, then I applied uh, to be on junior staff at camp and I started serving and uh, again, people are just pouring into me as I'm serving, and I'm learning what it means to to be a giver instead of just a taker, uh, and learn some leadership skills uh, at camp while serving. Went home for my senior year, uh, and uh, I decided that I was going to start a spoken word ministry, and so I started doing poetry uh, all around the state, different churches, coffee shops, uh, and I would preach the gospel through poetry, and so. I was able to do that ministry for a year, uh, and then uh, the Lord took me, and uh, I started being a, a summer camp staffer, counselor, uh, for the summer of 2013, and so I was back at Bear Lake Bible Camp, uh, serving once again, and, and just fell in love with the ministry, and I heard of an opportunity to uh, to be an intern, and so I didn't want to leave camp, uh, and so I chose to stay for an extra year, and serve at camp uh, year round and I got to see the behind the scenes of it and so glorious it didn't scare you away it didn't scare you away <laughs> right <laughs> so then um, during my first year internship I, I met my wife Anna and we started a really good friendship so I really didn't want to leave camp then <laughs> uh, and um, I started pursuing Anna and I asked her to date me and she said no at so a, a girl in a couple weeks <laughs> <laughs> right so then you know I, I ask again you know will you date me she says no so finally I think it's by like the fifth or sixth time uh, she said yes so to all the guys out there you know persistence is good <laughs> but right. you have to like toe that line of creepy <laughs> yes. persistent yes so I was navigating that but uh, so yeah so Anna and I uh, started dating in 2014 uh, we got married in 2015. We've been married for almost five years now. Um, and we've, yeah, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs and, uh, we are, uh, currently expecting our first child in March. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, we're super excited about. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And so, so there's just like, just to kind of hit the, uh, the pause button here is in, in the story. So you've now you've been serving at Bear Lake for going on six years, like, go, so started in 2014, um, going on six years, but then obviously you, you've had a connection with the camp really since you were in eighth grade, which is uh, yeah. pretty significant. And, you know, one of these things, I mean, the thing that I've been, I'm processing through because I, I see the need for it so frequently. And this is why we love camp and why I think it's just a vital part of local church ministry is that there is something unique that happens that can happen in the lives of young people when they're taken out 
like this is my observation, when they're taken out of their normal daily routines and taken to kind of a sacred space off the beaten path, um, and that that opens up unique doors, it, it seems to me. I mean, has that been your experience and kind of in your time in camping ministry? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's um, an awesome opportunity to be able just to turn down the distraction of life. Uh, and, um, you know, it's a biblical principle, um, you know, biblical men going into the wilderness and, and encountering God and, um, you know, being able to uh, get out of that comfort zone and, and meet those people and, and form new relationships and turn down the media, turn down, you know, the crap and um, being able to kind of go into this space where you can truly uh, be able to heart check yourself and, and have that safe space to be able to do that is, is a really cool thing. Yeah, I, uh, for those of our listeners, I had the really amazing, and I, I will just highlight that amazing opportunity to uh, be the chapel speaker for like the last week of Bear Lakes Camp this past this past summer, and um, I just uh, walked away from that experience uh, with the students that I got to interact with there, where where it was just clear like many of them had had a new encounter with God unlike what they had had previously. I mean, they, they were able to voice like something different happened here. I saw something in a new way. I understood God in a new way. Um, and you know, for me, it's like a part of me, I'm thinking in two minds here. I'm like, as I'm, you know, as I'm there serving at camp, I'm like just overwhelmed by like how good God is to, you know, to reach these kids where they're at. Cause some of them, I mean, and I'm, this is no surprise to you cause it, it, I'm sure you encountered every single summer. Like there are some difficult stories. There are difficult things that these kids are bringing to camp. Um, there's difficult things that even some of the, the staff are bringing, uh, to, to camp, bringing to their time of service. And, uh, just, just the significant experience where there where lives were changed in that, in that week, um, is really, really amazing to me. And then I think to myself, gosh, um, this seems, there's something unique seems to be happening here that maybe isn't happening in the same way in the local church. Now, I, what I'm wondering is, is cause you made this kind of statement and I, I think it's a valid one, but if you could flesh it out more, what, what is happening at camp that maybe isn't happening at the local church? What what are the the uniquenesses between the two? And then, uh, and and feel free to however you want to say this. What are some things that maybe the local church could learn from camping ministry uh, from your perspective? Yeah. Um, so you know, I think the the experience of um, you know being taken out of that environment that you're comfortable in. Uh, is always a healthy thing. And uh, when kids come to camp, they're experiencing, you know, two chapel sessions a day, morning devotions, and then they're surrounded in this um, community that uh, is going towards the same common goal. Uh, and so, you know, I feel like you know, the church can accomplish that. It just takes accountability and, um, yeah. and, and purpose, uh, purposefulness. And so, um, you know, we, one of our, our goals, uh, as an organization is to provide, uh, this authentic community. And so, um, to be able to tear down those walls, 
that um, bring that authenticity uh, and being real and, and talking about real issues and uh, and being there uh, in a in a atmosphere uh, that feels safe to do that uh, is really important. You know, when you're standing over a kid uh, and, and wagging your finger at them, uh, saying you need to be this, they're not going to want to open up to you, and you're not going to be able to uh, get into the heart of the issue and uh, the heart of the problems. And so, um, you know, I think that's part of our goal. You know, our mission statement here at campus to inspire this generation to encounter God. And uh, Joel, I think you were hitting it on the head as far as when you encounter something, uh, you you leave changed. You know, yeah. we we see that with uh, Saul becoming Paul when when Saul encountered Jesus. Uh, and, and we see that in uh, Peter, when Peter encountered Jesus, uh, those men uh, left changed. And so we desire that uh, for these students. We want to promote these opportunities for them to encounter the true living God. And, and so we do our activities uh, to promote that. You know, we even the zip line and, and tubing and, uh, you know, the, the chapel sessions, uh, the team building, all those are with that mentality of, okay, are we creating this authentic space for them to encounter God and to bring them out of that yeah. comfort zone? It's really cool to be able to watch a kid who is, you know, struggling on the zip line and, and, and fearful to go off, but to have their cabin mates cheering for them at the bottom of the zip line to take that leap. Yeah, uh, and then we cool. can go back into the cabin and, and say, hey, you know how you took that leap off the zip line? You can take that leap in your faith too, right? Uh, and yep. and be able to apply that. So, yeah. so yeah, I think you know creating those opportunities, and that's where you know I think camp strives in. We get to help create those opportunities for youth pastors bringing their kids in. Um, but that's where you know youth pastors and other churches come in, and they're such a crucial part of being able to then have those follow up conversations, be that accountability. Um, you know, follow up with those students after the retreat and continue to do so. You know, students uh, in, in this upcoming generation just need persistent people in their life that they know they can depend on and count on uh, to continue to hold them accountable. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I, I could not underscore that enough. Uh, uh, you you don't have to be a rock star uh, youth worker. You don't have to have all the right Bible answers. But if you can be present and consistent uh, that just does, it does so much, um, especially for a generation that is feeling, um, emotionally and spiritually abandoned, uh, many, many a times, um, by, by people that they should be able to, to trust. So, uh, beautiful, beautiful words. And, and I, again, I would say, uh, cause you're going to hear me. I mean, again, I'm, we're talking with Daniel here because I so firmly believe in the ministry of Bear Lake, um, and, and, and believe in what this, what this dude is doing, but like, and, and the whole, the whole team, I mean, you know, my goodness, uh, Daniel, you know, this to be true. You get to, you're working with a lot of great people there, but, but every, every person that I encounter at Bear Lake, it, what I love about it is that there is such a united purpose. Everybody is pulling in, uh, the direction that Daniel is outlining here. And it's just, uh, that, that, that gives you a good, a good sense of confidence in where things are going. And, and for even for my own youth group, this past, I would, for, for our ministry, I would indicate that a turning point for our ministry was this past year in our winter retreat. Uh, our students fundamentally came away more connected with each other, more spiritually awake, uh, and th- like 
it it was a it was a corner turn for us. I things started to gain traction in new areas, and I and I can I can all I can say is that God showed up in a unique way at that event, um, and uh, and I'm just like the like the super grateful recipient of it. So um, yeah, can't say enough about uh, what what camp does for for students and what it what it brings to the table. Now, uh, Daniel, the other fun question we absolutely have to ask you is. Uh, what is it like working with your wife now? <laughs> right. Cause I mean, yeah, and when I maybe, you know, cause obviously Anna serves as the program manager there. Um, and yeah. so you guys serve alongside of each other. Um, so how, how has that worked out? What does that dynamic look like? And t- teach me your secrets, please. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, I wish, I wish there was this big secret. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I think there's some major blessings with it. You know, Anna is my best friend. She, she makes me better. Uh, and, um, you know, that's the beautiful thing about marriage is, uh, there's a sanctification process in there. Amen. Uh, and so, you know, instead of just seeing me in the evening and, and being able to speak into my life and, and point out some of the sin in my life, uh, that happens in the evening, she's able to do that all day long. Uh, so, Such you know, a blessing. That, wow. That, <laughs> But in the same way, you know, she also gets to see uh, the accomplishments. She gets to see the good things and and be able to uh, encourage me in those things as, and well as well. And so, um, you know, there's sometimes a little awkwardness of you get home from a long day of work and you're sitting at the dinner table and it's like, you know, the typical question should be, "How was your day?" Well, I know how your day was because I was there <laughs> for the entire day. Right. right. Um, so, <laughs> so there can be that you know, lack of conversation piece, but, um, to be able to do ministry together, uh, has been such a huge blessing. And, um, Anna is phenomenal at what she does. And, um, I've been able to watch her grow, uh, the past, uh, four years and really find her, her niche, uh, and, and the way that she uh, just loves people well and has this, uh, deep heart for caring for people and, and being able to help guide, uh, and counsel through some hard things in life. And, um, so she's done an excellent job. She uh, is uh, one of two that head up our summer staff program with the 31 college students coming in, uh, and she helps lead them throughout the summer. And so that's been really fun to watch. And for us to be able to do uh, ministry as a family and, and bounce off of each other and, and thrive with each other and then also be able to hold back and cry with each other uh, and and um, pray together and, uh, you know, seek uh, God in the hard times together too uh, has been a huge blessing. How do you deal with maybe conflict? Um, I mean, because obviously like for me or Joel, where we're doing ministry or and or just regular, you know, outside not ministry work, but we can come home and, and talk to our wives like that where you're with your wife all the time because you're living there. Not only are you working together, but you're living there also. So your your house is also, you know, your work, which is also your ministry, which is also your job. Like, how does that, how, how do you separate that? Yeah. So we kind of, we try to do our best, um, of when we walk to the door at home, we're home. Uh, and we, and we leave work at work. Um, that doesn't always happen. Uh, and <laughs> right. sometimes we just need to hash it out. Um, it's kind of funny, our, the dynamic in our relationship. I grew up, um, in a, in a home where like it was okay, uh, to argue and like there wasn't, any hatred from that. Like, it's just kind of what you did. 
Um, and she's a total peacemaker. So when we first got married and like, I was like, all right, it's argue time. time to put on <laughs> and she's like, I just want peace. You know? right. <laughs> and, uh, so we had to navigate through that and, uh, and work through that. But, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's patience and we've had to come to the point where we just need to look at each other and say, okay, we need to table this because emotions are too high right now and respect when the other person says that. Um, even if you want to keep going and keep talking about it, you just need to respect that because um, <laughs> there's there's a beauty in, in patience and, and letting it sit for a little bit and being able to collect your thoughts and collect your emotions and figure out, okay, why am I having these emotions? What am I going to let these emotions do? Uh, and how are they productive? So we get to, you know, examine that and then when things are cool and collected, you know, when now we can come back and say, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. This is how I'm viewing it. How can we work together uh, to resolve this? And so, um, yeah, that's been something that's worked for us, you know, the past year and a half, two years. So, which, which is beautiful. And I feel like I, I took several notes on what you just said there and I'm going to try to we try to put those in, <laughs> into practice uh the art of the art of tabling a discussion i think i need to i need to i need to work on that or or think how to navigate that that's a that's a tough one especially when you're in the heat of something uh pretty intense and man it could feel yeah it's just a challenge to pull back from it um if you need to that's uh good counsel um so the other thing that uh you know to share as much as you uh want to share you guys are expecting uh, a child in March. Praise the Lord! But that was a journey for you guys, like in your in your pregnancy journey. Um, how, what, you know, with whatever you want to tell us about that to where the point you are right now. I mean, that has been a process of growth between the two of you as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's it's been a long journey. Uh, it kind of started uh, in. Uh, July of uh, 2018, uh, we had a traumatic incident happen here at camp uh, where um, the person who married us and uh, who uh, was a dear friend of ours, was a lifelong friend of Anna and who was a mentor to me, uh, got seriously injured uh, while at camp. And Anna and I, uh, we also work in emergency services. I'm a firefighter. She's an EMT. Uh, and so we had to uh, respond to our own friend uh, in that situation, uh, and because of that, you know that caused uh, some some trauma uh, with us. And so, um, our friend ended up passing uh, six months later, five months later. Uh, and so, going through that grief and then also dealing with our with our own trauma through that uh, was a journey in itself. Uh, and then, um, our friend passed in December. Uh, we decided that we were going to try to start a family uh, in November. Uh, and uh, in January, we went to the doctors because uh, we just felt like we needed to check on a few things. And um, in January, the doctor looked at us and said, there's a good possibility you won't be able to have kids. And so after dealing with the grief of losing one of our best friends and, and dealing with that trauma, uh, being hearing that was like a whole another grief process. Uh, and Anna's always dreamt of being a mom. Uh, it's, you know, it's what her heart desired, and we believe that the Lord gave her that desire. Uh, and so 
we were heartbroken over that. Um, I, I had several conversations with some men in my life, and I'm you know in tears saying I I might not be able to to give this to my wife, and um, you know she's experiencing this heartbreak over again, and uh, it was just hard. And so we went through this trial and this in this time of um, the unknown and uh, not knowing, and we you know we were trying, we were trying, nothing was happening, uh, and so finally. You know, I looked at her and I said, you know, maybe the Lord's trying to, you know, do something in us. Uh, maybe we need to start looking at adoption and foster care. And um, to be honest, that terrified me <laughs> like no other. Um, I have a huge respect uh, for people who, who do adoption and foster care. Uh, it is definitely a needed ministry. Uh, it, at the time, I didn't feel like I myself was, was built for that, and it was um, – it was scary. And so, uh, we started looking at that and, uh, it just, it didn't feel right. Um, and I was trying to work through that. And, and so we then started approaching the date uh, or the anniversary of, uh, the accident that happened at camp in July. Um, uh, and we kept on, you know, going to doctor's appointments and, and they, you know, started talking about trying different things, but, we also wanted to, to keep it in God's hands. And so we kept on praying through it and working through it. And um, the anniversary of the accident hit. Uh, and it was just a flood of emotions coming back uh, from that. It was just such a hard year. And um, there's still a little bit of that trauma there uh, that uh, Anna was getting uh, therapy for, uh, for PTSD. And uh, we were working through that. And it was the day after the anniversary. It was just heavy hearts. Uh, and uh, she ended up um, taking a test because she felt like she needed to take a pregnancy test. Mm. Uh, it was the day after the anniversary of the accident that we found out that we were pregnant. And wow. um, we truly feel like it was just such a gift from the Lord yeah. Yeah. Um, of like, hey, you've gone uh, through a really rough year. And, yeah. uh, and it was just a sign of the Lord's faithfulness. Uh, and, and him really knowing uh, what our heart's desires were. And, and you know, I look back at Lamentations 3.23, and his mercies are new every morning, uh, and, and great is his faithfulness. And uh, he really uh, just blessed us with that. So we were able to, to celebrate that. You know, I, I am uh, not a guy who can keep his lips shut very well. <laughs> and so I wanted to tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, and so we were making phone calls to family pretty, pretty right away. And, um, uh, we ended up calling her sister, her sister, Abby. And, uh, Abby had had morning devotions the morning that we found out that we were pregnant and her morning devotion was about, uh, the barren woman. Oh, and wow. Abby had handwritten a prayer for Anna and her Bible uh, to be able to have natural born children. Wow. That's and, amazing. Uh, that's the same morning that we found out that we were expecting. So, so yeah, the Lord is so good and, and it was such a journey, but, uh, you know, great is his faithfulness through it all. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, and I think, uh, you know, experiences like that, uh, they, there's, there's, there's a temptation that that could either make you better or it could make you bitter you know, one, one or the other, um, it could bring the two of you closer together or it could, uh, drive you apart, uh, in, in loss. And, and that's the, so many times that Andy and I have, have talked about this, um, 
you know, as we've talked about with with Andy and Julian, their story of losing a child, like experiences like that, uh, you know, marriages either come out of their thriving or or they or, or they, they split, they split, yeah. they break up. And um, so, I mean, did you guys ever feel like? Did you feel like relationally that there was ever a crisis between the two of you, or was it just like you were like we're like we're arm in arm, we're in this together? Yeah, no, there was definitely a spot um, of huge tension. We we both just felt like we couldn't catch a break, um, and uh, we that that did start kind of, of putting some tension on us. And um, I kind of went in this. Uh, woe is me <laughs> status sure. and yeah. um, and just kind of got a little angry and um, and because of that you know I would I would have a short temper I wouldn't have a lot of patience and um, there was this time I remember it was just it was over something really silly at work and um, it was kind of a moment where we you know ended up bringing that home um, and I just blew up and I, I felt like she wasn't hearing me and I felt like she wasn't on my team and, um, you know, that wasn't the case. I was just, uh, my, my anger blinded me to it and deafened me to the truth. And, um, I remember like I was getting ready to walk out of the house angry. Um, and I don't know, I had no idea where I was going to go. Like, I just, I was like, I'm just going to leave (laughs) and do who knows what. And, and I just remember like stopping. I was like, this is so, this is so dumb. Like this isn't, this isn't how I truly feel. This isn't what I want. This is just some undealt trauma and undealt heart issues that have festered and, and are trying to make their way out. And, uh, you know, I was able to, to seek some wisdom again from, I can't stress enough having older people in your life, uh, to, to be able to seek and, and seek wisdom and be able to pray for you and encourage you and, uh, and walk alongside you because those men in my life were able to come alongside me and, and open me up to some truth and, uh, and kind of bring me back on that track and was able then to, to seek Anna and, and her forgiveness and, and some things and, um, kind of bounce back. And, and we both came to this realization that we, we do, we need help working through this trauma because if you just, if you let this, this trauma and this, uh, grief just, just sit there and not deal with it, um, and it just gets bigger and bigger. And, and so being able to, to deal with that grief in a healthy way, uh, was a huge benefit for us. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can just say, I can just say you're not the, uh, you're not the guy today that you were a few years ago. Right. And, uh, and I would assume Anna would probably say the same thing about herself, uh, that, uh, though difficult, this has been, this has like forged you in some fire, uh, so to speak. So. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for your guys' story. I'm grateful for, uh, yeah, what it has done in your lives. And I just know God's going to continue to use it, which is also the exciting thing on the other, on the other side of it. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that we do, uh, come March when, uh, when we get to celebrate another, gosh, a deforged, another deforged being released into the world. (laughs) Um, uh, good things, good things for all of that. And we're going to be, uh, yeah, we're going to be praying for you guys and all of it. We're, we're excited, uh, for next chapter. Yeah. So man, Daniel, uh, so yeah, I, dude, I just, 
I, I'm, I'm just going to moment of transparency here. I just, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I really, I really am. And, uh, we, uh, we're, we say on this show that we want to, uh, expose our listeners to our friends. We want our friends to become other people's friends, even from a distance. And, uh, you've given a good friend pitch here today. I feel like, uh, solid, solid reasons to be, uh, to be your friend and to just to hear this story. And, uh, we, we hope it's helpful for, for some other people as well. So, uh, you've successfully completed the, uh, interview part, interview part, the, the process where you just, you just share your whole life and your heart with us. And we just, we, we take a brief moment to receive that and accept it. And then we move quickly on. Now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. Oh yes. All right. So if you, <laughs> If you're just joining us, every time we have a listener or a interview, we also do a pop quiz. So it's kind of a back and forth between me and Joel, just random questions. And so I'm gonna go actually go ahead and take the first one yes. here, uh, Daniel. Let's say Coke or Pepsi or neither. Ooh, cherry Pepsi. Oh yes, great choice. Uh, worst thing you've ever eaten? Oh, I. Uh... Like the squid that like still have their or the shrimp that still have the brains in them. Ooh, ooh. yeah, that's wow. that's yeah. gross. Bad bad deal. Uh, favorite restaurant? Buffalo Wild Wings. Good one. That's a good choice. Nice total total dude move as well. Uh, let's see. We're gonna say, uh, uh, what was your f- your first vehicle? Ooh, a. 2003 uh, Subaru. Well, very responsible. Was it? Did one of your parents own that before they gave it to you? <laughs> no, my dad just drove by like a Kroger and saw it for sale sounds like, "Hey, here's your first car." <laughs> That's amazing. Way to go, guys! Nice. So it was. Re- it was. A, that was a. It was responsible. It was a responsible purchase. That's that's wonderful. All right. So, what was your first date with Anna? We went. <laughs> What was her? Oh, it was camp. on her birthday. It was on. It was, it was on her birthday, and I didn't know it was an actual date until <laughs> finally, like, it was like midway through, and she's like, "Hey, where are you at with my dad?" By the way, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm waiting, just waiting to ask for, you know, his permission when you're ready." And she's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm ready." And like, I didn't really catch it, and I was still eating. And, I was, and then it finally hit me, like, "Whoa, this is happening." Yes, got it. <laughs> Uh, okay. So let's see. Oh, um, what was I going to ask? Uh, uh, oh, okay. So Daniel, you have mentioned that you do serve as a, uh, as a fireman. And, uh, I'm just wanting to know what is the, what is the weirdest call that you have ever, uh, that you have ever answered? Like, like call to a scene of something or whatever. What's what's like the weirdest thing that comes to your mind that you've ever uh, witnessed in that line of duty? Uh, yeah, so there was, um, <laughs> there was a time we got called to a, a structure fire, uh, and we got there and the fire was already out. Uh, and so we later discovered that the fire started cause there was a couple teenage girls, uh, smoking in the bathroom. Mom came <laughs> home. They threw the, they threw their cigarettes in the trash can, <laughs> left to a movie with mom. Trash can caught on fire, caught the bathroom wall on fire. Um, but then heated up the porcelain toilet so much that it cracked <laughs> and the, the toilet put the fire out, um, but it flooded the whole house. Oh man. That is, that is 
that is the best answer we've had on the pop quiz. So I was going to say, that I think nails that, it. like, yeah, that, tops everything. We're, I'm, I'm going to end on that. Note. <laughs> that's a, that's, wanna, a yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Daniel, congratulations. You have successfully completed yet another dudes and dads pop quiz. We, uh, and I would say this: you you are in top contention for maybe one of the best guests uh, in this regard yet. So congratulations to you! Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. And uh, just as you guys continue your ministry, you just know that you're doing great work, and I definitely have experienced uh, the fruits uh, of your ministry and your hearts and the way that you've been pouring those out. Oh, buddy, it. we appreciate yeah, you. you so much, so much. Well, uh, guys, again, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, hey, happy holidays to all of you. We'll be back in uh, a couple weeks uh, with more good content. And uh, Andy, it's been another pleasure. It has, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess uh, here we go. We're done. Way to go. Until next time. Grace and peace. <laughs>